This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions, and welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Matt Morrow, President and CEO of the Springfield Area Chamber in Missouri, to learn how the Holman Brothers provided value to his chamber. Holman Brothers provide a great training for our sales team in terms of just outstanding sales techniques, but maybe even more importantly than that, they were able to provide us with a system, a process that was repeatable. And in that, we're able to see very clearly from one month to the next how the how the pipeline is doing, what prospects are in it, what kind of progress we're making, and what we can do to coach people to success. You can learn more about Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Dave Kilby. For those of you not familiar, Dave is the President and CEO of the Western Association of Chamber Executives, or WACE. He's also the Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs for the California Chamber. He's the author of the book, Chamber Champions, Wisdom for the Ages, which was released in April of 2019. And for 11 years, he served as a California Chamber's lobbyist on small business economic development, housing, and land use issues. Prior to joining the California Chamber, he had a successful career in local chamber management as CEO of the Modesto Chamber in California. He is a former chair of the U.S. Chamber Western Institute and member of the U.S. Chamber's Committee of 100 and their Political Advocacy Committee. He is a self-described movie, Disney, and trivia nut, and is a polyholic, which is a new word for me, uh, meaning he actually likes politics. Dave and his wife, Kim, are on a never-ending search for the perfect India Pale Ale IPA. Dave, I'm excited to finally have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions that are out there listening and go ahead and share something else interesting about yourself so you can get to know you a little better. Okay, well, thanks for having me. I, I'm looking forward to our discussion, our conversation. Uh, uh, you know, you, you, I didn't know you were going to do the whole bio, so you've already covered the the IPA angle and uh, the Disney angle and some of those things. But I, um, we try to get deep into the really interesting stuff. Yeah, but you know, I'm a, I'm a lifer. I basically walked off the college campus and got involved in a chamber. And it was all because of my uh, senior project in the journalism department at Fresno State, which was who promotes Fresno. And that led me down to what do convention bureaus do, what do chambers do, what do cities do. And uh, when an opening came up in Modesto to join their chamber as the number two person, my uh, professor in the journalism department said, you know more about chambers than anybody out there. Go get this job. Wow. And the rest, the rest is history. I, I might need to change that question into instead of something interesting. How did you find your way into the chamber world? Because everybody's got <laughs> such an interesting path. But that, that, that's a neat one. Well, uh, there isn't anybody that's, that's born to get into chamber. That's their, that's their lifelong dream. But it, it, uh, it kind of worked out for me. That's right. It tends to find the right people. That's for sure. 
Um, so at this point, I usually will have a chamber tell me a little bit more details about their chamber, size, staff, budget, and that sort of thing. But why don't you just tell us a little bit more detail about WACE for maybe those who are east of the Mississippi or maybe not as familiar with the organization. Just sure. tell us what it's all about and uh, kind of set the well, stage for our discussion. In, in most states, there's a statewide group of association for Chamber of Commerce executives. And uh, a couple decades or more ago, uh, the California group uh, was asked to become a boundaryless association for chambers everywhere. And uh, as a result, we now have cham chamber member members from chambers in, I think it's 21 states and uh, a handful up in three different provinces up in Canada. And it's, it's kind of you know, our job, we say, is to help chamber executives and their staff succeed at their job. Right. So, you know, that that's really what we're all about. Uh, we don't do lobbying. We don't, we're not like, you know, a state chamber per se. Uh, we're all in this for the, the chamber execs and the staff professionals to help them succeed. Very good. Um, so for our focus on our discussion today, we've kind of settled on a topic of, uh, you know, looking at, at through Dave's career, he's seen some uh, some real chambers that are, are really, you know, doing things right, you know, taking a lot of good notes about the things that these chambers are doing. And he's uh, been able to, you know, establish some good notes as to what are some of those essential ingredients for a successful chamber. So we will dive into this discussion and some of those findings that Dave has seen throughout his career as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Oftentimes, Chamber Nation's customers agree that since Amazon is all centralized, then why not their own community, including their professional service providers? Since Chamber Nation includes a full-service membership services department to handle all of your new member onboarding and ongoing support at no extra cost to the members, this is now possible. Once the program is all set up, each member going forward will receive monthly membership ROI reports. The entire community will also have access to community-wide economic development reports that are terrific for supporting grant opportunities, too. With Chamber Nation, not only will you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So, save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO 
or learn more at chambernation.com. From athletes to business leaders, successful people from every walk of life have a coach. They realize that the next level is a continuous learning journey, and they continually seek fresh ideas and advice. Holman Brothers Next Level Coaching supplies the professional coaching and guidance your membership rep needs to navigate challenges and consistently drive more revenue for your chamber. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of next level coaching. All right, Dave, we're back. So I'm excited to dive into this uh, you know, exploration, we'll say, of these essential ingredients that you've come across throughout your career of these successful chambers. What are some of these things that, that have stood out to you as you've worked with chambers throughout your career? Well, you know, I think there is a recipe for success uh, in chambers, and I think five of the essential ingredients would be. I'm gonna I'm gonna list them, and then I'll get into a little more detail about them if yeah, that's okay. That's Brandon. good. That's perfect. But, uh, the first ingredient I think is: Do you have the right people on your board? Is the the who? Who's on your board? And uh, their mindset. The next ingredient is the staff. I mean, do you have the best staff you can afford? And and do they have the talents to, to, to run a successful organization? And, and the third ingredient is, are you doing the right stuff? Does your program meet the needs of your members? And I should emphasize, meet the needs of your members today. Right. We'll, I, I, I'll talk about tradition and some of the things that I've seen that have dominated chambers. Then it doesn't matter if you have great board and a great staff and you're doing all the right stuff if nobody knows about it. So are you communicating your value, you know, okay. and, and, and that appeals to everyone out there and not all of your members want the same thing. You know, mom and pop want you to help them with their cash register, make their cash register ring. And there are businesses out there that are international and their needs are completely different. Right. So are you doing the right stuff? Does anybody know about it? And then last but not least, and I think just, I mean, I, I would say pre pandemic, but certainly during pandemic, uh, and now uh, is, do you have a willingness to risk and change? So those would be my five ingredients. Uh, and I'd be happy to comment a little further on all of them if you'd like, Brandon. Absolutely. So let's talk about the two, the, the who, I guess, in the first two ingredients of so the right people on the board and the right staff. Right. Yeah. And, you know, do you have uh, the right people on the bus and are they in the right seats, right. so to speak? And uh and I think that's really important. Uh, does your chamber have term limits? Does your chamber board look like the membership? Or does your chamber board uh, look like a, a bunch of old baby boomers? I mean, are they representative of your membership? And representative, I mean that in all ways uh, of diversity, uh, size of business, type of business, location in the community, age, ethnicity, uh, going through it all, or do they look like a cookie cutter of one type of person. And, and so I think that's a big deal. The chambers that have a more representative board who are, who can commit resources, time and talent uh, are more successful than folks that have chamber board members that have to check in with the boss before the chamber can take a position on a controversial issue before the city council. Right. So I think the right people in the right seats is a real important thing for chambers. 
Can you touch on a, on a chamber recruiting board members? I know sometimes there's a feeling of, you know, I can't recruit or not sure how to approach that, but how do they go about finding the right people for the right seats? Well, see, I, I think one of the essential ingredients that the chambers have is that everybody is, is thinking about who's going to take my place on the board. And so constantly looking for the future board members and, and actually going in and recruiting them. I'm a huge fan of that because that gets you, if you just wait for people to volunteer, you're never going to get the best and the brightest and the busiest in your town. You're going to get people that maybe don't have anything else to do. Right. And I think uh, <laughs> when you go recruit somebody, you know, if you and I were to walk into somebody's office and say, Sally, uh, we'd like to talk to you about the chamber board. You have the talents that we need and you have the the experience and the information about the major issues facing businesses in our community. And we need you on our board to help take the chamber to the next level to serve our membership and the community, make the community better. That's a much difficult thing, much more difficult thing to say no to than if you just email somebody and say, hey, are you interested to be on the board? Or you put something in their newsletter or, or on a podcast or whatever, uh, you know, please send it, you know, notify us if you're interested. Yeah. The busy people aren't going to do it. You got to go recruit. Right. You got to go get the right people uh, to be on your board. The partnership with staff is really, really important. And knowing knowing that you have this partnership and everybody knows their role. They, okay. The board knows what their job is and the staff led by the CEO knows what his or her job is also. Uh, the board is into governance and the CEO is into, you give me direction and I'm gonna manage this business called the chamber. Right. So as we talk about the, the staff side of things, um, oftentimes, you know, chambers tend to be great incubators, right? They find people maybe new in a career, you build them up, you showcase these great talents they have, and then, you know, they, they go work for a, a member business. So talk a bit about, you know, finding the right staff, having them, you know, fit in with the organization, be trained, but maybe there's some things we can do to entice people to stay. And, and it's not always a bad thing to see them leave either for, for good opportunities. Well, you know, I, um, when I get in front of chamber boards, I emphasize the importance of running the chamber like a, a business, a successful business. In a successful business, uh, they have good benefits. In a successful business, the CEO may have a contract. In a successful business, there's a bonus program. And, and so all of those things are really important for chambers, if the chamber makes $100,000 this year, why isn't there a bonus program for the people on the chamber staff to reap some of the benefits of that? Let's run the chamber like a business. And, uh, and again, fortunately in our membership in WACE, contracts are way up, benefits are, are getting better every year. And the bonuses, it's almost 50% of the chamber execs in WACE got a bonus last year. Yeah. That's awesome. And, so, and that I, I think is really important. That didn't used to be the way it was. So because of that, you have people staying and making this a career more than just making it a, their next job. Right. So, and that's obviously one of our goals is to, is to make sure that that happens. 
You know, and that's a that's a big difference maker right there, making it a career versus a job and something they can see themselves doing long term because there is a future there. So I appreciate the the infographics you put out every now and then from the survey results that you guys do. I think it's right. very insightful. And anybody who's not following Dave on the, the social media and whatnot to uh, to see those things, there's a good key information in those infographics. So thank you for sharing that. So let's uh, let's touch on the right stuff. Are you are you covering the right stuff and addressing the right yeah. stuff in your chamber? And I know that's uh, a topic a lot of chambers might need to take a closer look at when you have mission creep and maybe lose focus of uh, of your purpose and mission. So talk to us a little yeah. bit about that. Well, you know, uh, uh, about four or five years ago, we were really <clears throat> basically concerned about the future of chambers and is our our, our brand. And in a sense, will chambers go away when the baby boomers retire? We were trying to find out the answers to that. And what we, what we came up with, with all of our focus groups and surveys and everything else is, we came up with chambers today need to be what we call 3C chambers, not 3P chambers. 3Cs are to be a catalyst, a convener, and a champion which people can tend to remember that. And that's a catalyst for business growth. That's a convener of leaders and influencers to get things done. And that's a champion for a thriving community. Now, contrasting that with our research showed that folks don't want their chamber to necessarily be what we call a 3P chamber, parties, parades, and pageants. And around 4th of July, pyrotechnics. Right. Uh, I mean, if, if that's what you, I, I like to ask the question, what do you want your chamber to be known for? And if it's known for ribbon cuttings and mixers and fireworks, that may not have value to a lot of people in the community. If the chamber's known as a problem solver, making it better to live, work and raise families in this community, they're going to be a lot more successful. And frankly, people are going to be willing to write them bigger checks. Right. Have you seen uh, maybe some key traits or characteristics from chambers that make that shift from being a 3P chamber to a 3C chamber and how they do it? Because I, I don't imagine a lot of it is just, you know, cold turkey where you just stop doing the 4th of July parade. And, you know, there's still things important to the community, but you're also making a shift into more of that meaningful work. Right. Well, I think, uh, again, um, they're, they're kind of five buckets that, that our research shows that uh, folks want their chamber to do. Business people, uh, the surveys that we do, we've surveyed, we have survey results from over 25,000 business people for that are involved in chambers. And we ask them the question, how important is it for your chamber to do these things? And so five things have popped out of that. And it doesn't mean you still don't do events but you might have to spin them slightly different of why you do events. So the five things are, are you doing things to strengthen the local economy? Okay. Are you doing things to represent the interest of business with government? Some people would, would call that government affairs. Are you doing things to promote community? Now that's a little bit more than convention bureau stuff and tourism, that's making this a good place to live, promote, our community way of life. Right. Uh, and are you doing things to build business relationships? So see, you still do events, 
but you shouldn't be doing, that shouldn't be the only thing you're known for. And then the last bucket involves political action. It's the, it's the most sensitive, it's the most uh, controversial, but the question that we ask, how important is it for the chamber to help elect business-friendly candidates to office? Well, the current number is 72% of business people rate that as very important. Oh. <laughs> now, when we started doing this survey 20 years ago, it was 51%. Wow. Today, today's business person thinks there needs to be more business-friendly folks elected to office, and how can the chamber help them? Yeah. So the fact that they want it, we don't get into how you should do it because it can be a, a spectrum, a continuum of things from a candidates forum to endorsing candidates and writing checks from your political action committee. But all of these, so let's, let's just put political action aside. All of the others, the building business relationship, promoting community, representing the interest of business with government and strengthening the local economy, all of those are in the mid 80s or 90% of business people say, I want my chamber to do those things. This is very important. So again, back to one of the essential ingredients of communicating value, you may be doing it, but the only thing that gets headlines or the only thing that you keep talking about is the next event. Right. This other stuff, which is a little more heavy lifting stuff, tends to get put in the background often by a lot of chambers. Right. So the communicating value, I see chambers are probably becoming more and more effective at that with that you know, data feedback you just gave of 71% want their chambers to be involved with political action. And that, that to me, that goes back, it ties back into communicating the value because nobody is telling these business owners that, hey, this is what your chamber should be doing. It's what do you expect from your chamber? And to see that growth, that means that that communication is happening there. But I also see some chambers still struggle a little bit to communicate that value. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Well, part of part of it is also, um, I'm back to the board again. There are there are chambers out there that their board kind of has the perspective of we need to be everybody's friend. And there are other chambers out there, the most successful chambers out there, by the way, have an attitude of we want to be respected and maybe even feared. If yeah. we ever flexed our muscle, uh, look out. Because, you know, we can do a lot of things if we ever really went all in on something. So that communicating what you're doing, uh, again, I like to ask people to do this. I said, take a look at your first screenshot of your e-newsletter. I get about 150, 180 of them every month uh, from different chambers. And the first screenshot to me tells the story. I'm, I'm too busy. I'm just like your members. I'm too busy. I'm not going to scroll. I'm not going to spend a ton of time. So what's on the first screenshot? What are you communicating in the headlines? Uh, assuming I'm not going to read. So what's in the headlines? Uh, are you doing a lot for what's in it for me, the member? Right. Uh, are you explaining the value of that? I, uh, an example I use all the time is uh, there's a chamber, there were two chambers out there and within days of each other, I got their e-newsletter and the subject line on one was Business Expo, November 13th. The subject line on the other one was opportunity to meet a thousand potential business clients, 
at the Chambers Business Expo. (laughs) Now, that was just the subject line, but I think I know which one most businesses would click on to find out more information. I think it's the second one, the thousand business contacts. Right. Yeah. So the, the other one, you don't need to open, right? You get the information you need right in the subject line, yeah. which which maybe that's all you need is mission accomplished. But there's usually more information you're trying to portray, your more all, details. Yeah. It also doesn't give you a rationale to be interested in it. Right. When you exactly. put what's in it for the member, um, you know, then they're more inclined to attend and click on it and, and, and go for, sign up, do whatever. Right. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea for chambers to, you know, dive into some copywriting classes and courses and whatnot, just to, you know, see what these marketing companies are doing. What are they doing to grab your attention through emails, through little teasers you get, through social media posts? They know what they're doing. They're following the science, you know, of of how your brain works and what gets your attention. So if nothing else, if you're not going to sit down and actually do a course on copywriting, just be aware and pay attention to what you see yeah. on emails that come across to you and what you see on social media. Like yeah, not good. everybody has somebody on their staff with a journalism degree or a marketing degree or whatever. So, right. you know, maybe getting a little extra uh, knowledge in that area would be helpful instead right. of it's, oh gosh, we got to do the newsletter again. Yep. <laughs> and the panic, you know, yeah. an hour before to just throw something together. Right. right. Um, so let's talk about the, the number five ingredient, the, the willingness to take risks. What do you see right. there? Yeah, you know, this is one of those that, um, you know, it, it, to, again, to take the chamber to the next level in this day and age, we have to be willing to change and risk. Uh, we have to be willing to do things different. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I like to ask this question again of chamber professionals, and I, I ask it to your audience, Brandon, of, you know, do you know who the protectors of the past are at your chamber? Mm. And, and, and frankly, hopefully it's not you. You know, hopefully, you know, if you're the person that says, oh, we're going to go back and keep doing the stuff we did in 2017, I don't think that's going to cut it anymore. Uh, there's a, a quote out there. I'm not sure who said it, but I, I, remember, I remembered it and wrote it down in my typical uh, note-taking that I do. And the quote goes like this, the pandemic caused us to do the things we should have been doing all along. Right. We should have been the key resource for businesses on dealing with government, whether it, you know, in the pandemic, whether it was PPE or PPP or CARES Act money or on and on and on, we became the trusted resource that they turned to not just members, but the entire business community often uh, saw the chamber completely different during 20 and 21. And, and, and frankly, I think it's, it carried over into 2022. But the shelf life of that, if you don't keep doing things like that, now we're on to something else here in 2023. And how's your chamber viewed? Right. So to me, that goes right back to that number four ingredient of communicating value, because a lot of these chambers were doing that, but their members had no idea until right. the stress hit, until the pandemic hit. Like, who do I turn to? What do I do? And it's like a moment of desperation. Let me check with the chamber. And the chamber's like, yeah, we can help you. We've been here all along. But that value had not been properly communicated. And or maybe they weren't doing the right stuff today, going back to ingredient number three. So these are these are all supportive of each other, as I see. <laughs> well, I see it also, but it, it gives me 
it gives me an opportunity to spin it all slightly different uh, and emphasize the points. Right, for sure. So I hope everybody was taking notes or maybe go back and, and give it another re-listen as they go through those, those key ingredients. And I think some of these are things that they've heard before and maybe in passing, but maybe here in the way that you presented it today puts it in an order that makes a lot more sense to prioritize where they put their focus right now. Um, Dave, as we start to wrap up here, you've shared some great tips, but I always like to ask for a tip or an action item for a listener who is trying to take their chamber up to the next level. What might you suggest for them? Well, I, I, you mentioned this word. I have two things, frankly, and I'll, I'll try to be brief on this. But We uh, like bonuses, so bonuses well, yeah, are, but are always is, welcome. I, you, I, I'm not going to go there. I think one of the things <laughs> is the word focus. I think I think a lot of chambers would be better off if they did less and did what did those things better than trying to be all things to all people. So is it time for your chamber to focus? That would be my question there. And one of the ways to focus is I'm I'm a I'm an absolute firm believer. I don't care whether you're a longtime chamber person or brand new of developing relationships with a handful of other chambers and kind of a sister chamber relationship, if you will, yeah. share everything, but, but, and not necessarily pick the chambers next door to you, pick chambers larger, uh, uh, that, that you want to be more like you think they're doing a great job. How can I do that in our community? So I think that, that, uh, that tribe, if you want to call it that of five go-to people that you could turn to and ask them almost anything is really important and it's been one of those things that through social media and and such it's uh it's probably a lot more common today than it used to be but i think you got to choose wisely who's in your tribe right if you're choosing people the people in your tribe are all traditionalist instead of innovators and risk takers you you're gonna have a completely different experience That's so right. choose wisely yeah i like that i like that advice and that's a hope that I have through the podcast too, is as I have guests on and, and people display what they're doing at their chamber as a listener, if there's a chamber that's saying something that really resonates with you, reach out and connect with that person and see if, if you can you know be a part of their tribe or bring them into yours and learn and, and share information with each other and build that relationship outside of the earbuds you're listening you know, to the podcast through. This is, this is a hugely... Uh a willingness to, to share industry and to call up a chamber exec out of, even out of the blue and you don't even know them and say, Hey, I saw this on, on a, your website, or I heard about this on Brandon's podcast or whatever. And I'd like more information. The person on the receiving end of that takes it as a huge compliment. Yes. Not, not a, uh, you know, not a waste of time at all. So there's a, it, as you know, it's a sharing industry. Uh, you, you know, you raise the tide and all, all, all the boats go up. So that's right. For sure. Um, Dave, I like asking everyone I have on the show, how do you see the future of chambers and their purpose going forward? Well, I think it's, I think it's full of opportunity. I, I, um, I, 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 I my numbers say that about 40% of the chambers have never been stronger ever in the history of their organization. There's another 40% that are kind of struggling. I mean, and, and, and many of them have been very honest with me, calling me up and saying, man, we're in trouble. We, we, 
you know, we, we need some help. And then there's 20% that are kind of somewhere in the middle. So I think the opportunity for people to move up is definitely there. And if, especially if they embrace the five essential ingredients that we talked about earlier in the, in the podcast, uh, nowhere to go, but up, I think it's a great time to be in this business, uh, and, and a, a great career for people in the years for, uh, going forward. Yeah. If nothing else, it's easier now than ever to communicate the value to your staff of this is what we do. And then you've got the mission of going and communicating that value to your membership and the business community at large. Um, well, Dave, this has been a great conversation. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast and to, to have you go through these five essential ingredients for a successful chamber. If uh, if someone wanted to reach out and connect with you and, and learn more about you know, these observations you've had throughout your career, what would be the best way for someone to reach out and connect? Uh, my email address and I'm, I'm uh, you know, when I uh, do hang it up, I'll, uh, you know, it'll, it'll forward you to a personal email, but my, my current email address is uh, dave.kilby, K-I-L-B-Y, at calchamber, C-A-L chamber.com. That'd be the best way. Very good. We'll get that in our show notes too. So people can pull that up and, and reach out and connect with you that way. But uh, I will say I've had several listeners or uh, several past guests, you know, reach out to me after the fact and say, you know, they were surprised at how many people reached out to them afterwards because of the things that they shared and wanting to learn more and, and really building that tribe. So I've, as we wrap up, I want to encourage everybody to, Continue building your tribe and, and take that tip that Dave shared and, and uh, do something with it. Don't just listen, but take some action on it. But Dave, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing these key insights. And it's been a pleasure to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Have you ever thought about creating a podcast for your chamber? We always hear about how chambers need to be storytellers. What better way is there to tell the stories of your members and the work of your chamber than through a podcast? Your audience is waiting to hear from you as a convener of leaders and influencers, champion for business, and catalyst for change within your community. I just launched a chamber podcast course with the goal to get your very own podcast started within 30 days. Visit chamberchatpodcast.com slash pivot to learn more and to enroll in the Chamber Podcast course today.